Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report with Dom and Charles. I'm Charles. I'm Dom and Charles. Can we have... Not one minute, but 10 minutes of silence. Uh, You're probably listening to this on Friday or soon afterwards. Today is the day when Milk Run, the service that promised to deliver you groceries within 10 minutes, (laughs) has gone broke as of today. We'll talk about why. but Let's um, let's have 10 minutes of silence. 10 minutes of silence. Here it goes. Actually, it wasn't that good, was it? (laughs) Everyone went on it. There were... (laughs) <laughs> Nothing was in stock. The, the moment that you start thinking, yes, that's right. So I actually, when I had COVID, I tried a couple of times to get Milk Run to deliver me things mm. because they had really weird things that you sort of want, like specialty salami. And They, they did. Know. They had a period when they were trying to save the brand um, when they had this partnership with like local producers and you get mm. really nice cheeses and yes. all that kind of stuff. In theory, mm. the only thing I used them and Volley and Sen, they had all three of them going, all these rapid delivery services, yeah. was to deliver rapid antigen tests. And there was a time when if yes. you just spent your entire day, as I did they were the on s- them. They were the specialty cheese you could of, get them. of you could 2021. Get antigen tests. But uh, there's now no reason to, to use them, <laughs> partly because whenever you went on them, there, mm. it, said, it was out of stock. It was out of stock. Yeah. And it, it, you then got a message. You then got a message saying, "Sorry, there's a problem. We'll have to take half an hour to deliver this or, or longer." Yes, or or you ordered the whole thing, and then it would just say, like it would tell you at the end of the process, just as you're about to pay, that half the, the items are out of stock. That was how I experienced Milk Run. Yeah, yeah. But, but also apparently their business model was such that it cost something like $40 every time they got a customer. Yes. So it was actually the more customers they had, the more money they lost. Yes. Which sounds like it's a, a bit, suboptimal way to run a business. It sounds like the chaser. <laughs> it sounds like something we would do. It, it, it is true. And not only that, but they lost money on every time an existing customer, they lost about $11 every time a customer mm. ordered something. Yes. So I did. Well, so they're probably going to be really profitable now that they're out of business. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they're saving a lot of money. Yeah, it's, right. it's, it's the path to success. <laughs> Amazingly, Mike Cannon-Brooks and Scott Farquhar invested in Milk Run. Oh, great. So they're, they're fallible. Why don't they invest in our business? We, yes. we don't lose $40 every time someone laughs at a but joke. But we could. But we should. Uh, maybe if, you, if you're listening to us... Uh, send us an invoice. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, Charles, you've got a new segment idea yeah. for us. We can be called Acast Minus yes. or Apple Apple Podcast Minus. That's right. Subscription where we pay we you, pay to, you to subscribe to us. Yeah, that's yeah. not a bad idea. Okay. Uh, okay. So, well, talking of stupid ideas, uh, we've got a new segment today. It's called Stupid Moments in History. 
And I actually found out about this, I don't know whether, a couple of days ago we did another episode of Welcome to the Future. Yes. Uh, which was the hilarious tale of the Microsoft HoloLens, right, which is a VR, AR headset uh, that costs $180,000 per piece. Yeah, it's, that, it's a standalone podcast, by the way, Welcome to the Future. We'll yes. probably put that episode in the feed, but um, go and check it out because it is just the most, mm. of all the stupid things we've featured on over the years on Welcome to the Future, it's probably the stupidest. I think. As I was researching that device, Right. I, I stumbled across this other amazing stupid moment in history, which I really need to devote a whole podcast to, which is called the Millennium Challenge of 2002. Oh. Right. And it's quite a famous simulated war game that the US military conducted uh, a couple of decades ago. Um, but before we get into the story, uh, I think I should just set the stage, right? Okay. Yes. So set the early t- 2000s, right? The US military is just having to very rapidly transform itself, right? So 9-11 has just happened. Yeah. So the Cold War is over. 9-11's just happened. They haven't yet invaded Afghanistan, right? So they're, But they're, they're gearing up for war. But they're realising, oh, war is not the same as it was back in trench warfare yeah, days. And that, yeah, and they're all set up for a Cold War in Europe mm. against against the Soviet Union, yeah. not against what was to come. Well, yeah, like 9-11, which sort of absolutely overturned 100 years of military thinking, was funded, apparently cost about $400,000 to fund the entire operation, right? Oh, wow. And it caused this massive sort of thing. So it's sort of asymmetric warfare is what they're up against, right? And so to prepare for this and to pre- prepare all their sort of commanders and generals and sergeants and all those things, they ran a massive war game called the Millennium Challenge 2002, which wanted to simulate these sorts of asymmetrical conditions, right? So the exercise uh, was between two teams, right? <laughs> the first team was the blue team. And it represented the US military, right? And it was against the red team, which was representing a, quote, hypothetical Middle Eastern adversary, <laughs> right? So now Just remember. Hypothetical. Yeah, exactly. So they didn't actually specify which Middle Eastern uh, adversary this was. But uh, given the fact that they later, like the next year, they invaded Iraq, even though it had nothing to do with Afghanistan and mm. 9-11. It probably is a good thing that it was just like general Middle Eastern target practice, right? Yeah. This was the idea, right? Okay. They were prepared, except that they were not prepared to fight in Iraq, strangely mm. enough. They were... They did, did a terrible <laughs> job. Um, <laughs> anyway, so the blue team, the whole idea was the blue team had to rely on all the things that the US military had. So it had technology, they had air power, they had a whole lot of things. Yeah. The red team didn't have any of that. They were allowed to sort of use, you know, the methods of terrorism and insurgency, right? Sure. So, you know, small suicide attacks was allowed, mm. small boats, those sorts of things, improvised bombs and stuff like that. So the idea was battle of brains and high tech versus local knowledge yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. sheer determination. And the stakes for this game were fairly high. At that point, the US military budget was $396 billion, right? So mm. there was a lot riding on this going the way of, yeah, let's keep the high tech business going, right? So they, so they wanted the blue team to win, right? So just... just Let's be clear. They didn't. They didn't go into this going. Let's try and make sure that the little Middle Eastern people win. Right. Okay. <clears throat> so there were two. So there, there were two commanders. The first commander was 
Lieutenant General William Buck Kernan, who was a career military man with no nonsense attitude. He was he was the blue teams. Um, so he was the sort of incumbent US style, and he was absolute career military. He was he'd been the commanding general of the Joint Special Operations Command and the US Army Special Operations Command, right? Whatever they are, right? And uh, and he was he was determined of it. Like his whole personality was, we will win at all costs, right? The red team was represented by Lieutenant General Paul Van Riper, a retired Marine known for unorthodox, unorthodox tactics and a willingness to think outside the box. And he'd, he'd actually, he was a veteran of the Vietnam War um, and so he'd actually seen how the other side won. Um, and remember, they wanted the blue team to win. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know whether you can see where this is going to go. <laughs> right. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The Chaser Report. Now with extra whispers. As the exercise began, almost immediately it became clear that Van Riper was not actually going to play by any of the rules that had been set down in the war game. Yeah. So just as, in fact, once you once you launch a massive assault on, mm. you know, people in Afghanistan or Iraq or something like that, mm. they don't necessarily follow the Geneva Convention. <laughs> yes. right? That's not a thing yes. that they are required to do. Yes, exactly. So <laughs> what he did is he just got a fleet of small fishing boats, right? Like like in in the simulation. And um and then just went out and put little small bombs on each of these boats and took out pretty much most of the US military fleet, right? In the first wave of attack, right? So instead of it just being this sort of like long game, within about half an hour the simulation starting, Van Riper had already sort of won okay. <laughs> the game. Right? Which, which reminds yeah. me of, of a small conflict known as the Vietnam War. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Where America's yeah. might and technology were defeated by the Viet Cong with, you know, sharpened sticks in many cases. So so the, the explosives even managed to, according to this, they even managed to sink... The aircraft carrier. There, there was one aircraft Did carrier. That, that, an that, actual that, aircraft carrier. No, it was like a simulation, simulation thing. Yeah. Right. Anyway, so this dealt with the devastating blow to the US forces. What happened at that point was they went, okay, stop. Everyone, stop. We're going to reset this game. We're going to start again. And Van Riper, you, you've got to follow the rules this time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they they stopped the simulation. Um, he then went, uh, Van Riper went, okay, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll play properly. They restarted the simulation, started again, and Van Riper immediately started using unconventional tactics <laughs> and breaking all the rules again and won again, right? So, right. And it caused and, and all the, it caused widespread confusion amongst all these different uh, commands that were part of the simulation and damaged basically every unit that was involved in this in this simulation, right? It was a stunning display, according to the write-up that I'm reading from, a stunning display of strategic thinking and adaptability that left many, many in the military establishment scratching their heads. Mm. It, it certainly, Charles, um, does explain why Russia is losing and has been losing so badly in Ukraine. Mm. Uh, yes. If only they'd, they'd realised that a massive force, when when taken on with unconventional and desperate tactics, will often lose. In fact, in most examples, it, it, does. It yes. Apparently does seem to lose against guerrilla tactics and sort mm. of 
not following the rules. Um, that seems like a fairly clear thing here. Okay, so guess who was ultimately declared the winner at the end of the day? USA. Yes, the blue team. They yeah. went, look, you didn't play by the rules to Van Riper mm. and they – the blue team lost won. by default. They so lost that, by the default, yeah. Well, actually, that's a very good point. With Vietnam, what they should do yep. is take, I don't know, uh, Vietnam to the ICC or something. Yeah. America doesn't recognise the ICC, but if they did and say, look, just to be clear, you didn't pay, play by the rules of the Vietnam War, <laughs> we won yes. it. Just let the record yes. show yes. the US undefeated, didn't lose that war, never lost a war. Well, they then launched, the, the military was so annoyed, right? They then launched an investigation into how Van Riper had, had won so convincingly twice, right? Turned out this guy had somehow got leaked all the classified information from the other side about what they were planning to do. Right. Right? So so that's why he like he knew where the boats were going to be and the aircraft carrier was going to be. So like he like he, he properly fucked the game. So like you he can't do that. Like, you can't do that in war. Because the US doesn't leak military no, information. You, there's no situation in yes. war where you would, for instance, get espionage operatives yes. to go and try and, and leak the plans of the opponents before. That yeah. would never happen. That would never happen. It just doesn't happen. So that's... that's that's why the blue team won. Anyway, so um, what happened was so you you probably want to know what happened to these. Well, I would assume generals, I would right? assume Charles that mm. based on that ma- massive success and capacity to to improvise and adapt to unfamiliar challenges, Van Riper was put in charge of the whole of the U.S. military, made jo- <clears throat> made the joint you know uh, the joint chief, mm. and and was able to thereby uh, guarantee success in all the future conflicts by dealing with the unpredictability as it happened. But Dom, Dom, you're getting confused. Right, because it was the blue team that had won, and oh, so, so he was presumably drummed out of the force. General William Buck Kernan, the the guy of the blue team, he was appointed the head of the Afghanistan campaign in, oh. the, in uh, Afghanistan. Right, like just literally a couple of months later, he was promoted to that. The Van Riper was, as you yeah, was chucked out of the military. He was disgraced. So Van Riper. Retired from the military in disgrace. Mm. He was criticised relentlessly for years later for using unorthodox tactics and for allegedly not adhering to the rules. <laughs> Which admittedly, that's, that's, uh, yeah. that's generally uh, in the military, from what I understand, they want you to follow the rules and the orders. Yeah. The only problem is unpredictable things happen. <laughs> Yeah. And it's very clear the US has nobody who's able to deal with this. Yeah. And then Afghanistan, well, luckily Afghanistan, well, we all know what happened in Afghanistan. Yeah. Kernan went in and, um, well, I, I mean, America won yeah. the conflict if in Afghanistan. If you follow the rules. Yes. Um, it was clear they that were, America won. They were declared winners by default. The fact that the Taliban are there now. Uh, they're in is, control now. Yes. But, but Charles, a victory is meaningless if yes. done outside the rules. Yes. Um, and I think it's really important to mm. note. and. That is why uh, the, U- the US flag flies over mm. Kabul today because they followed the rules <laughs> and the Afghan people yeah. um, spontaneously mm-hmm. endorsed them as the victors yes. and drummed the Taliban yeah. out, of, out of Afghanistan. And we've just got to let the, the Taliban know that yeah. um, next time. Uh, we should, what we should yeah. do is throw the rule book at yeah. them. <laughs> um, maybe, yeah. maybe if, actually, maybe if, if the US had just barraged <laughs> them with rule books, they might have done better in the conflict. But the real winner uh, was the USA people, the USA taxpayer, because, you know, it, back Back then, the military budget was $396 billion. They obviously decided that technology wasn't the way. It was more Mm. about unconventional tactics and and using your your brain and your things. 
Um, and so they just decided to spend all that money on health and education instead. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, I presumably Van, Van Riper's uh, was then recruited by Taliban. <laughs> <Yeah, that's right. laughs> he did a fantastic <laughs> job. Well, it's true. He ended up as a freelancer in military strategy. So yeah, it's like does anyone want to hire? Anyone want to hire the guy who won? The guy who always yeah. wins. Um, by no, not no. Following the rules. I'm just kidding. The, the U.S. military budget is now almost double what it was back then. It is currently 753. Billion dollars, which so. buys a lot of rule books. Yeah, so, so <laughs> throw out the enemy. Yeah, that's right. So there you go. That's uh, that's our first ever segment of stupid moments in history. Uh, what do you reckon? Do you think we should ever do this segment again? Well, I, I'm going to say one thing and then not not follow the rules. Yeah, that's okay. why that's the lesson. Yeah. Let's never do it again next week. Okay, our gear is from Road. We're part of the Iconoclast Network. Catch you next week. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.